Hello, this is Joe and Scott, uh, Realtors from the Garage. I'm Scott Lanahan, 26 years of experience. I'm Joe Ubel, and I have 18 years experience. So, uh, purpose of our podcast is to try and convey a little of what we know back to you so that you can be an educated buyer or seller. Anything else to add, Joe? That'd be it. All welcome, right. We welcome you to our podcast. Thanks, guys. Welcome to the garage. I'm Scott Lenahan. I'm Joe Ubel. Today again, we have Bill Yeres from Twin City Home Inspections. Bill? Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, uh, Bill, this is a second part. We were uh, recorded a previous episode with you. Oh, uh, so I'm tired. Thanks for being back. English <laughs> extra show up again. Um, the, uh, I think one of the things first, uh, we were going to hit some stories, but I think one of the first things uh, that I wanted to make sure of was... You know, I think what differentiates you from uh, your average inspector. And, uh, you know, Bill, Joe, and I, <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah, he has his chest puffing out. <laughs> but what differentiates you is uh, having over 27 years, I've gone through my share of inspections. I've seen good inspections. I've seen bad inspections. But one of the things that I think differentiates you is that I know I'm going to get a good inspection from my client. Two you're gonna be able to communicate those results to them. And that's where some inspectors fall down. Right. Is that they're awesome at the inspection, but they're horrible at communicating what they saw with my clients. Right. So I'm over there prompting. You brought up yesterday, like you told Bill, yeah, I'm asking these questions because I'm prompting you to Mm -hmm. explain that further, Mm -hmm. right? With some inspectors, that's all the inspection uh, presentation is, is constantly prompting them to, can you explain uh, GFI outlets? Because I can see my client's eyes like glaze over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. like, there's no GFIs here. Yeah. Well, you can't just let that sit without telling them, why do you need a GFI here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, it's, it's um, a bunch of stuff uh, for the answer. Um, I hear that a lot. Uh, and I, about I, how good you are? No. Oh, <laughs> all right. About how good looking I am. Yeah. But, oh, yeah. Um, no, I hear uh, that, uh, for instance, not you guys, because you guys do a good job of explaining things to people as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if we're, if we're, if we're, you know, <laughs> for handing out compliments. Yeah. Um, but I have uh, agents who will um, have an inspection from somebody else just because it's a friend of the family or it's a relative or somehow it, they didn't use me, but they're my regular people. Yeah. And they'll call me and I have to translate other inspectors' reports to my agents so that they understand what's going on and needs to be fixed. Yeah. So yes, the inspector went out and did a, a fine technical inspection, but filled the report with um, high-level jargon that only either another inspector would understand or a contractor or something. And that inspector didn't dumb it down enough to actually just tell everybody what's going on. Right. And um, I think people do that in all uh, areas, all professions. You know, sometimes uh, an expert is uh, down the rabbit hole so far that they just are using acronyms and things that are not in a normal vernacular yeah and 
they're not conscious of the idea of like, oh, wait a minute, you know. I'm uh, talking to yeah, Exactly, yeah. yeah. A well, neurosurgeon has a PhD in five different things. They just have to bring it back down to, oh, there's, we're, these just are yeah, normal well, people. Yeah. And it's just like, like we want to need to reinforce with our, with our clients and people that are buying houses. This is, they buy one or two or three or four houses in their lifetime. Right. Whereas we're walking through hundreds of houses mm-hmm. per year. Mm-hmm. You know, and giving our take on everything. So, you know, they looking to us explain what they don't understand and know. Right, right. And so it's really important for us to take a step back and, and explain what we understand and how you can explain the process of whatever they're looking at, whatever it's the furnace or the hot water heater or if it's the other functions of the house, why it's different yeah. than the last house. Yeah, it it um, it is... Um... It is, it is very a, a weird pro- a process to inspect a house because you do have this big uh, bulk information to try to distill down to a message that um, your clients can understand. Mm-hmm. And the weird part is um, if, if an inspector isn't thinking about tailoring the message to the audience, then they come off as that, you know, non-communicative or talking in weird acronyms but you have to understand that uh, and i think you guys do a good job of this is trying to understand where are your clients coming from um are they young are they old are they you know uh professional or whatever you have to kind of tailor your presentation to meet their needs Mm -hmm. because they're going through a very stressful you know they're only buying a house every 10 years uh might be old hat for us you know, <laughs> the three yeah. of us sitting in the room, you know, but it's a big deal for them. Yeah. And when people listen in a highly emotional state, they're actually hearing things differently too. Yeah. And there's a famous um, uh, saying, you know, uh, seek first to understand, then to be understood. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand like, well, wait a minute, these people can't hear me right they can't hear me because they're freaking out because they just figured out that they have to spend $45,000 on a deck. Can I? So, like your presentation, you, you'll have completed the inspection. I show up with my clients, yeah. right? So your first step, you will go through the list of items that you saw that were hazard, marginal. What are your categories again? Uh, unsatisfactory. Um, well... Hazardous, if you know, yeah, top of the gas line is leaking. Top of the list, exactly. Gas line, um, hazardous, unsatisfactory, uh, marginal, marginal, marginal. So, what you'll do now, what I find a lot of times is that meeting with the buyer, it's in black and white, right? There's some accompanying photos, they look at it, it's catastrophic at Mm -hmm. that point, yeah, Yeah, right? There's a, a it's all warts. Yes. Right. <laughs> but then the next step in your process is you go through the house with them and they see everything that's on that list. Things that maybe, well, most ever, everything that's on that list. Right. Other things that might pop up that, yeah, we looked at that. That's not on the list, but let's add that. Um, meaning uh, it didn't make the list because it was kind of something, but it, yeah. yeah. Has to be there, but it yeah. should be there. Add right? it out of the basement, whatever. Because you may have to deal with it in the next three to five years, mm-hmm. right? But then what I always find, you always finish up your inspections by going back through that written portion of the report. And what's amazing is to see the difference in escalation from when they first saw that mm-hmm. list to having gone through, touched and felt, saw every one of those items. And they come back now 
and that list is so much more manageable. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, um, uh, so that's part of the presentation, right, Bill? Right. And I think a uh, uh, long answer to that in a, in a short version, because uh, we only have a half hour here. But, <laughs> um, and we don't talk about this much, you know, just unless we're on a podcast. Yeah. Uh, but one of the weird things about a home inspection is uh, I always tell people it's like, it's like reading a book out of order. So it's like as if somebody handed you a manuscript in typewritten form and you dropped it on the ground and the wind came and blew it all over the place. So my job is to actually go and pick up all the pieces, but then I actually have to reorder how the book is supposed to go with a beginning, a middle, and an end. And so I reorder it before they get there, you know, do all that stuff behind the scenes because that's not fun to watch. Yeah. And then then I have to understand the house, you know, the house and the book. Okay, what do I have? And then I have to figure out what my beginning, middle, and end is going to be. So I have to structure my presentation to figure out what do they need to know. Mm-hmm. And so that's what you're seeing. You see all the, the, the overwhelming information on the um, summary page. And then you see the touch and feel process of, okay, this is where we're going. And then they start to kind of settle down. Everybody's, you know, oh, this is fun. This is nice, whatever. I say, oh, this is way bigger than it used to be, or I, I didn't remember this wall being here, or this bedroom is different. And they start to get comfortable with the house. And then we go back to the end for the summary, and that's the cliff notes. That's the, yeah. that's the here we go. We got a night to learn this and write an essay. Here it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then you just get the five or six um, The items overviews. that float to the top, right? Yeah. Like, hey, these are... Big money items. Yeah. Um, or ones that we're going to have to pay attention to in the first three years of ownership. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or this is uh, something that you're going to have to But it's not catastrophic. For. Yep. Or it's normal. Uh, a perfect is, example of that is, uh, and we don't, it's kind of a weird one, but um, driveways are a weird thing. You know, the driveway's broken up. It's weird, whatever. Fine. Not a big deal at the inspection. However, when that thing does need to get done, um, you know, I had one, uh, it was an asphalt driveway. Um, they went to $12,000 to fix it. You know, that's, that's that, a big driveway. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's what, $12,000 so I can just park my car? Yeah. It, it's money that you have to spend on something that maybe you can't show off. You can't show off, a, you know, it's not like new cabinets or a new countertop. Well, it's, you know, it's not exciting, like the bathrooms and the kitchens. Yeah, and, when you have people you know, over the holidays, you're not showing your driveway. Also, also different driveways are like, you know, in front of the house in, in suburban exactly. you know, Minnesota. It's like, it's all your first thing you see is a driveway. So I right. like, see why it can be important for some people. Exactly. And, you know, there are everybody's different and everybody, you know, some people might have that just laying around. And some people might have well, a budget Well, that's funny how it. buyers don't get excited. So I'm in a house in, uh, was in Woodbury. And it had this huge, like newer within the last five, six years, concrete driveway. Mm-hmm. That's and expensive. I'm, yeah, right? I'm sitting there and I'm like, Those this is going to be like a $30,000, dollars driveway. Mm-hmm. And they seem so nonplussed by it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but this is nice. Whoever did this too, yeah. did an awesome yeah, job. Yeah, really, a really nice job. Yeah. The finishing I know, I'm on this is amazing. I'm a little too excited yeah. about this driveway, yeah. right? I was but, just at the boat show and I could have bought a boat for $40,000 and used it until I die. Yeah. Or I can get a driveway. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, hey. Um, driveway. Yeah. yeah but where, where are you going to park it? <laughs> park it a shitty asphalt driveway? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, 
it, it really is uh, rearranging and trying to figure out um, so and, build, and watching the people absorb the information. For instance, um, a home inspection walkthrough for a um, retired engineer is super different than mm-hmm. a... I, I will compliment you on that because when we have certain clients have a certain skill set, you, yeah. you will ask <laughs> people, what do you do for a living? Do you do, you do your own work yeah. or would you hire the work out? Yeah. And what you're doing with those questions is you're gauging at what level am I talking right, today? Exactly. Right. I talk way different to an engineer than I do an art teacher, for instance. Right. It's just their their yeah, experience in life is is not the same. And you're generalizing there, and that's why I think the question: Do you do your own work or do you hire it out? I think that's one of the questions it, you asked. Uh, it, it, yeah, I actually uh, sometimes um, sometimes because ask more questions than others. Actually, be yeah. Sometimes I can kind of tell. Yeah, you know, um, but yes, I I try to figure out what uh, at what level speak. are they able to absorb information. Yeah, right. Without judgment, without I'm not um, I'm not excluding any information. It's all in the report. It's what do they need to know to make. But if, they, if, they, if they're like they're handy yourself and they have that mentality, they might want to be explained how that repair is done. If you can kind of walk them through the steps of it, and they, they you watch them kind of process it with you, right? And we, you can see, all right, this is this is what right. right. And then we then we uh, if if they're able to, if they're not interested in houses, you know, uh, right down the middle, vanilla vanilla ice cream, you know, whatever. If they are able to uh, take on more information or are interested in housing or handiness, uh, then we can throw the jargon out and, right. you know, talk tools and voltages and whatever you want. Um, right. And you just have to keep keep an eye on their eyes. If they're glazing yeah. over, uh, well, you're, 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 at, you're at the top. I know Joe's probably the same. I'm watching my client's reaction mm-hmm. as they're going through the inspection. Mm-hmm. So... You're sometimes you're turned looking at something and I can see they have a question. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times that'll prompt me to ask a question that if you weren't Bill, if you were another inspector, they would go, why the hell is he asking that question? <laughs> right. right? But it's it, it's basically me prompting you to go further. Yeah. Like on, or, or stop, hold on, go back and talk about this again. I, don't, I, I think we, we don't quite understand this. Mm-hmm. Or I know this is a big topic for my clients, right? Like, let's or you've had a previous conversation about it. Yes. You know, you, you've, you've seen a different house and you've, you've, you've got information I don't have. Yeah. Because all I have is a snapshot of, I have four hours and at the house and with the people. With them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I, I have a snapshot, but you guys are oh, they're they're leaving a house that had this water problem. in the basement, yes. notorious for it, mm-hmm. right? Right. This is their hot button. Yeah, this Let's their, talk about this. this is how they? What are we gonna? What are they gonna be experiencing in that field? Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. So we have a benefit, uh, Joe and I, of uh, you know they'll ask for a recommendation on an inspector, and that's where your name will come up or a list of names, and uh, but. There's times we get called in on inspections, and the inspector's there. I had one once. He he did a great inspection. There were photos. We're sitting at the kitchen counter, and he goes through the whole report. And then he sits there, and he's like, so do you have any questions? And I'm, I'm like, well, yeah. Like, like, I just described your process, right? Mm-hmm. You see the list, and it's catastrophic. Yep. You walk through, touch, feel everything. 
and you're like, oh that's my god, that's thing. understandable, mm-hmm. that's manageable. This is, and then you come back and resummarize it. Can you imagine my client standing there going, do you have any questions? Mm-hmm. Yeah, can you? I prompted the the inspector with, well, can you take us through and we can take a look at some of these things? And he looked at me like. You just saw pictures of it, right? <laughs> like, why what, the hell would I take you through? What don't you understand, idiot? So he's taking us through the home, through my prompting, mm-hmm. and I can see he's just steaming, mm-hmm. right? And I'm like, dude, he's got to get home to bingo. Yeah. Oh, whatever it was, I, I, I just, there was a part of me that like just knew, like my clients aren't getting served on this inspection. Mm-hmm. And again, it was their choice, right? was their inspector but i'm looking at it going you're not helping these mm-hmm. guys yeah yeah, yeah. and you, it was a good inspection yep. yeah yeah it's all there yeah presentation is important mm-hmm. and i feel like it, it makes it eases everyone into the into the property gives you understanding what you're, you're doing yeah and, and it's nice just for them to be at the house for a little bit just to mm-hmm. be able to settle down you know they get yeah. there and the anxiety is high and you know, just yeah. just to kind of for yeah, some of them, maybe take a deep breath. Second and, time in the house, all right. Uh, I just had this uh, recently. Um, a uh, one member of a couple had uh, worked with the agent and bought the house, and the other one came in and saw the house for the first time at the inspection. Mm. Yep. Flew in, yeah, and so it was. Um, it's a big deal. Yeah, it was a really big deal, and there was a lot of conversation of, "Oh, this looks great," and this other. Oh, I thought we were going to do so. You know, a little bit of bantering and uh, bickering over. Not you know. sure what we just saw. Yeah. In and the meantime, you're looking at your watch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I got uh, I got a meat raffle to go to. <laughs> I got a meat so. raffle. <laughs> um, it, it's just uh, giving people a space to experience the house. You know, if you just dump the information and go. Yes, you you provided an inspection, right? You, whatever, but it let's, wasn't very favorable. Let, let's pivot a minute and just go into a, a, a story or two of some unique situations that you know it's important for an inspector to walk through a property and see things that maybe we as agents and we as buyers couldn't have seen. Is there anything that you can think of as as a couple that stand out to you as like this is like uh, you would why you would want that. How much time do you have? Um, <laughs> cut this episode. We'll do it yeah. three more. Uh, uh, again, one of the reasons I love my 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 life and my job is is just is so much. I mean, everything is so crazy out there and homes. Um, unique. Yeah, unique. Um, I like to use atypical or unique. Yeah. 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 You know, a uh, lot of a um, lot of weird stuff like. Uh, uh, just one funny one uh, it was funny afterwards. It wasn't funny when it was happening. But, um, <laughs> case. So I was, uh, I got into a, so popped my head into an attic and I, um, when you put your ladder up, you know, typically an attic access uh, that I'm, you know, putting my head into versus walking up to is a rectangle. You know, yeah. so you put your ladder there and then you kind of start, and then you just scan in a circle to see what the heck is going on in the attic. And one of the questions that home inspectors are asking themselves is, does the bathroom vent fan or the dryer or any other thing go outside or does it vent, vent into the, the attic? attic? And yeah. that's all kinds of water and moisture and ice damming and all kinds of stuff. That might be a good 
uh, podcast too is ice dams. Oh, we, wow. just, we just did. We just did oh, yeah, good. Thanks for listening to the show, Bill. Well, you know, <laughs> um, I'm having trouble with um, my phone. So yeah, yeah, you're up there looking. Um, so I'm looking around, and I start uh, in this particular instance. I went counterclockwise, so I'm looking to my left, and I'm on my ladder, and I'm moving kind of around, and I get to the far side, kind of where I started, like 270 degrees away, and I. I turn and there is a raccoon, <laughs> like a foot from me. Yeah. Like looking right in my eyeballs. Yeah. And I kind of made a little noise. Did you just you know, like fall on the stairs? Like a, like a manly noise. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, could have been a scream. Uh, and the the raccoon was fine until I screamed. screamed. Yeah. And then it was like, whoa. Yeah. What's and then so this starts freaking out and then it starts running around the attic and then I scuttle down out of the attic and then you know. Good thing it didn't go down the scuttle. Oh. And then can you imagine that? Then you have to call animal control because that would have been my luck. The only time I was thinking about calling animal control was I went into a house and there was a squirrel in it. It was a empty. It was a vacant house and a squirrel had gotten in and was um, eating its way out. Sure. Yeah. And so I. Had a little extra time that day, and so I actually opened the windows and was trying to scoot the the thing out. Yeah, but it had been so traumatized uh, being in the house for so long that it it Did wasn't it? it wasn't taking the cues that I thought maybe a squirrel might take. Yeah, you know, like chew. <laughs> like it thought I was like trying to chase air. it. Yeah, yeah, like here's a door, yeah, here's a window, freedom. whatever. And so it kept like running into the corner and freaking yeah. out. And then I thought, gosh, you know, is this is it, is it, it didn't, well, is a couple of things. I, I don't know what a squirrel's supposed to act like when it's, <laughs> when it's stuck in a house, yeah. but I, it wasn't meeting my expectations. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe it had rabies or yeah. Yeah, something was wrong with it. Like, yeah. you know, normally they would just run away. And um, so then I was like, oh, I wonder if I should call. And... Um, Ended up not, <laughs> you no? know, I, I just, I called the agent and I was like, Hey, you know what? Uh, a squirrel there's here. a squirrel in the house. Um, is it okay to leave the windows open? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, just yeah, leave, please just, do. just leave the windows open and I'll check on the house later. Yeah. And cause we were thinking maybe if I wasn't trying to use my, um, squirrel language, which apparently <laughs> it didn't understand. Squirrel wrangling. Yeah. My, my wrangling skills were not very good. And, uh, and eventually, you know, it did leave. But, yeah. but that was like, oh, maybe I should call animal control. <laughs> Almost got eaten by a dog once. Really? Uh, yeah, this was, uh, this was crazy. I was doing a truth and housing in uh, east side of St. Paul. And houses ain't vacant. Everything was fine. You know, no big deal. And uh, I had forgotten to look at something on the back of the house. I'd actually been done with the inspection. I was in my truck. And I got all my garb off and took my flashlight off and whatever. And I went to go look at the electrical, I think it was. So I'm walking through the backyard of a vacant house. You know, I'd already been through the house. Yeah. I, I knew everything about it, whatever it was. I wasn't on alert or anything. And um, the neighbor's dog came out. Big, ginormous, 150-pound Rottweiler. Oh, yeah. Male. Yep. Oh, he was like, he was like, what are you doing? And, this is my um, yard. Yep. So I went to grab for my flashlight on my belt and it wasn't there. Yeah. So I'm totally defenseless. I'm yeah. like, oh my goodness, what is going to, 
and it uh, looked aggressive. Oh, it was it was charging uh, at me, barking with full mouth and yeah. drool coming out of the lips. Yeah, the big head. Oh, you know, the, the ginormous head. It was yeah. maybe. Yeah, I don't even know. But anyways, um, and I was thinking, I'm gonna get. This is how I die. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm gonna get attacked by this dog. Yeah. And I had watched a National Geographic uh, special about people getting attacked by grizzlies. And you're supposed to roll up into a ball. Yep. And so I, he was coming at me, and I was in the in the um, fetal, the throes of oh. kind of going down and you know in not into the ball yet though. Yeah. But I was on my hands and knees, and. I must have looked like I was trying to play with him, like you know, like a like a dog. Yeah. He came screaming up and he, he stopped like six inches in front of me and started wagging his tail like, "Hey, hey you want to play?" And I was like, "Sure." Yeah. As, as, as you losing every everything, you buy. <laughs> oh yeah, that was. That's funny. Most rot that was rotty crazy. owners always talk about what a teddy bear they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're but, great family dogs, but they're visually scary as hell. Yeah. Oh yeah, and, uh, he was coming at me fast. Yeah, yeah, that, that was that intimidating. Was yeah. yeah, very, very intimidating. Yeah, and uh, so now I carry beef jerky. Do you? And, yeah, that's a great and idea. Just in case, yeah. I had a dog out in um, Lake Elmo. Little terrier got out during the inspection. Yes, and so I, you know, the dog is running around the neighborhood, and I'm trying to, you know, do a home inspection. Yeah, and. He would get six inches from you with the with the treat, and then wouldn't you know sure. get away. He was a smart, squirrely little guy, you know. And um, so finally, I was done with the inspection. I was like, I gotta go, you know, meet Raffle. Yeah. And uh, so I'm like, how am I gonna get this dog in the house? So finally, after like 45 minutes of trying to get this dog in, I took a, uh, I gave him a trail of uh, beef jerky, but then he would stop. He wouldn't go in. Yeah, he was too smart for that. Yeah. So I took the beef jerky and I threw it in the garage and I he went in the garage for the beef jerky and I hit the remote, hit the remote and locked him in the <laughs> locked him in the garage and then sent a note to the agent uh, the dog's in the garage <laughs> don't let him out I had I had uh, one it was in South St Paul there was uh, this dog that its head kept hitting the garage the door between the garage and the house so I kept hearing this dunk dunk. And I've, it sounded big, so I thought, whatever's behind that door, right, we don't want it in the house. Mm-hmm. Well, my client's mother comes in after us. We're downstairs, and she goes over, and she opens the garage door, and this big, huge Himalayan. Mm. Oh, it's, it's those, uh, yeah. But it was a two famous Himalayan dogs. Apparently... They were part of some resort up north, and they were famous. But they didn't look famous at the time. They looked like two big bears just walked in the house, right? So the one walks in and, like, lays down in the middle of this this kitchen. The ones with the barrels on them. St. Bernard's. St. Bernard's, yes. This this was bigger. Yeah, I remember that. That was over in South St. Paul. But then, do you remember that Yeah, I remember that house, yeah. And then the second one comes up, and I'm trying to get them, like, yeah. clearly they're in the garage for a reason. I don't know if they're going to destroy the house, they're going to pee in it, yeah, they're going to do whatever. And that's supposed to be there. I'm trying to get them back into the garage, and they're looking at me like, yeah, we ain't moving. <laughs> like, we're in the house now, and I house. ended up having to call the agent and say, like, I can't get these dogs mm-hmm. back in the garage. That's yeah, not happening. I can't pick them up. 
mm-hmm. and just and I'm not touching them because they're very docile right now. But they're I very... start trying to <laughs> grab them by the collar and move them. Yeah, yeah, forget it. They're yeah. they're intimidating enough yeah. looking that yeah. What's our time like? We're uh, still good. We got about five minutes. Just one more quick dog story. You, we can stories. We can go long. Just for fun. Uh, this is a, a, a kind of a weird dog story, but um, just like dogs, like that dog was just not going to move for you. Like yeah. they have their own little personalities and quirks and tendencies. Yeah. Um, so every once in a while, if a seller is um, trying to get their house ready for the market, I'll do something called a pre-inspection. And that's, I go out, give them a list of things to do. They work on it for two or three weeks. And then when their house goes on the market, then I look at it again to make sure they did it right. So um, I'd done a pre-inspection for a a house over in uh, Midway and um, met a dog named Henry. He was fantastic. He followed me through the whole inspection. We played ball and he just, you know, it was just literally a part of the inspection. And um, so I went back for the re-inspection, but as I was getting out of my truck and getting all my stuff on, my glove uh, tore. And so I threw my old gloves away and I got a new pair of gloves out of the package and put on brand new gloves to go do the inspection. So I'm walking up to the house and Henry sees me through the storm door and is all like, yay, he's back, back. he's back. (laughs) He starts jumping and wagging his tail and I go down to pet Henry and he smells my gloves, looks at me, smells my gloves, looks at me. You're not who I think you are. <laughs> yeah. Starts barking. Oh. And is all teeth. Yeah. The the dog I could not get rid of as a friend. Yeah. Is now like gonna protect the house. Yeah. He's has nothing to do with me. He barked at me the entire time I was in that house. You never thought of going back out and changing the gloves? I I <laughs> I, uh, I was so uh, taken aback by it. Yeah. And I didn't quite really understand it at the time. Yeah. Like like what had happened. Yeah. Like yeah. I hadn't put that together. Yeah. Um. You know whatever. And it's just kind of a um uh, a lesson of like you know everybody says dog noses are really sensitive but. Mm-hmm. But he literally was using my smell as my uh, ID. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Well, right. it makes sense because those fresh, um, you know, those yeah. gloves you use, they definitely have a, have a have a smell right away. Totally. Yeah. I mean, it was right out of the package. Yeah. And I did another inspection. Uh, so whenever I come home, and I've been through three, four houses a day, and my dogs are always like giving me the sniff test, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. They, Oh, who have you what seen you today? You know? Well, I get the same treatment. Yeah. Yeah. And so, uh, this is, uh, you know, very typical. And, um, one day I had actually gone to a relative's house that my dog knew the other, other relatives dog. So it was like my dog's cousin. Yeah. Does that makes sense. <laughs> so they had actually been, they, they had a cabin together. So the two dog cousins yeah. Yeah. had a cabin together. Yeah. So I've been I, I come home all the time and the dog smells me for like a minute and then leaves me alone. Well, the day that I went to see the cousin dog, yeah. the cousin dog was on me and I was petting him. I came home and my dog could smell the cousin dog yeah. and was freaking out. 
doing a high pitch whine, running to the door. Yeah. We're gonna like, go. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. Literally yeah. thought like, hey, we're gonna go hang out with the cousins. Yeah. And I was thinking to myself, we're going to the cabin. I was thinking to myself that my dog has smelled five thousand dogs on me. Yeah. And he smelled could, that dog. Yep. He could tell that dog. That's crazy. And I didn't, you know, the I the dog has no idea that I was at that house seeing right. that dog, other than the smell. Right. Right. Yeah. Wow. It's crazy. This is the rabbit hole we go down. With yeah. A topic though is. Did you just hear that <clears throat> raccoon to, to, to dog? Back in the to dog. dog, but we stick on the, we all have dog stories. Mm-hmm. I, there was a... Uh, oh, we're going to go... No, <laughs> I'm doing one. <laughs> yeah, here, here we go. An agent that shall go unnamed that was listening to the stories, and he was telling me a story uh, uh, 20, 25 years ago. He's out on a listing appointment, and he sits down, signs paperwork with him. It's nighttime. It's winter. He goes out to his car. He's backing up, Uh-oh. and he feels a dunk dunk. He had, he had run over the family dog. Mm-hmm. What is the story you want to tell? <laughs> but it's one of those. It's one of those where, as an agent, you go, "This would never happen to anybody, mm-hmm. right?" And like the most beloved thing outside of a child, mm-hmm. right? And I go, "Like, what? What? Yeah, what do you do? do? I mean, oh. he goes, "I had, I had to go in the house," oh. and I'm like, "Oh, mm-hmm. like, I couldn't imagine." Mm-hmm. No. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I could have led with the story. I come home and my dog, if she smells that I've been around another dog, she will go to the other side of the house and just stare at me. Like, Imagine. you cheating son of a bee. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We get that. Won't talk go, to me. Won't come to me the rest of the night. If I go on vacation, so I'll, I'll go on vacation and then come back, um, our cat will snub us for two days. Oh, yeah. She'll look at us like... <laughs> Yeah, you I wonder where you've been. Me. Yeah, <laughs> left me it, alone. It literally takes two days for her to like get on your lap again because she's uh, apparently trying to punish us. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife's the same way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Won't talk to you for two days. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all right. Uh, well, so, anyways, I don't know where we got down that rabbit hole, but uh, did we? Where did we start? Raccoons. Uh, raccoons. Raccoons. Um, I think that's it. So anyway, I think Joe asked if there was any fun stories. Yes. And um, there are uh, 22 years of fun stories. Well, I think so, we need, need to spend more time on this yeah. this next time here. Yeah, it, it it's crazy. It's um, it, unbelievable. Well, like, maybe write, write some down because that's what Joe and I have to do when we're heading into it. <laughs> we call it story time, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Where it's like, Joe, do you have three stories? I'll have three stories. And then we just go into real estate related stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, Joe doesn't, uh, his all involve uh, shiny stuff oh. <laughs> and uh, water, right? Water, uh, yeah. yeah. Water okay. is usually a big one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, uh, and... I'm generalizing. Sorry. <laughs> uh, and, and speaking of water, um, for home inspection, um, agents always say location, location, location. Uh, same goes for home inspection. Um if you guys are out there looking for a house and you're listening to this as, you know, information, um, remember, uh, gravity is working 24 seven and water runs downhill. Yeah. So if your house is not up a little bit and where water can uh, shed away, shed away uh, don't even get out of the car. <laughs> so if you're walking down to, um, yeah, to the, you know, to the house, yeah. I was at a house, um, in West St. Paul, 
it was a uh, very odd house. Um, it was at the bottom of three streets converging. Yes, oh, yeah, sure. And and it was the bottom. Oh yeah. yeah. And the sidewalk, you know, in addition to being, oh, sorry, mm-hmm. in addition to being down, the sidewalk from the sidewalk to the to the house was downhill. Why not? Just complete the whole downward trend. I I just stood there and I, I was, was like. Might as well stick a hose and just stick it right in the basement, right? Especially, yeah, but it's those that you know you're going to walk in, you're going to get in the basement, it's going to, you know, you know what's happening before you even step in it. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and it was that. Yeah. It was exactly that. You weren't surprised. But I was standing there thinking. Because gravity's with, 24-7. <laughs> literally. And with all the snow we've had this year, um, snowpack, you know, three feet of every, you know, every my entire vision was filled with snow coming at me mm-hmm. to the depth of three feet. Right. I mean, how many thousands of gallons is that? Oh. I mean, I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, so... So we've had... Buyer beware. You brought up ice dams. Like, we've had a notorious amount of ice dams this year, mm-hmm. right? But with all this snowpack, Joe and I were talking about an episode about uh, <clears throat> the snowpack, and we get this weird weather where it gets real warm. Too quick, mm-hmm. right? And you get all that melt off, and the ground's frozen. Mm-hmm. The area around a foundation wall maybe isn't because of the heat radiating from the house, and you get an ice shelf. Even if you have Ugh, it's good drainage, you get this ice shelf where the water just finds its way back mm-hmm. towards your basement, mm-hmm. and you have people that had good drainage that end up with water in their basement due to nothing other than a unique weather type. yeah and unfortunately um the weather is changing just a touch and uh we are getting a uh, about every two to three years we get a january rain mm-hmm. and that is really uh, important you know and i was just telling a neighbor um snow removal is not for humans snow removal is should be designed to give mother nature a place to drain so I was trying to get this neighbor to make a make a little path, up you know away, so that the water that was going to eventually come yeah would go in a safe location. And he's like, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and then it rained. Yeah. About I don't know a week ago, two weeks ago. Did it? It, it did. did. Oh, yeah. yeah. It rained. Uh, it wasn't a lot, but it was. It, 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 it was raining. It was. Yeah. It was. If it, it rained, it, it was going to cause a bunch of snow. But it really was rain. It was only a half inch of rain. And I was uh, I was driving past this guy, and he was uh, standing in a puddle of water with a shovel, um, shoveling <laughs> water out to the street. Joe gets a boat pump. And oh, that's a good idea. Yeah, it was it was it worked really well. And um, I thought about rolling down the window, but I didn't. I just gave him a little toot toot and, wa- and a wave. It's kind of an asshole move. I felt good about it. <laughs> Yeah, you warned him, yeah. and, I, and you watched it. Watched it emotion. Not only did I warn him, I spent twenty minutes describing why it was gonna, why it was important, and I actually used the example of if we get a January rain, <laughs> it's gonna end up here. And sure is enough, it painful knowing all that information, and then you know, there's there's responsibility transpire. with it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. It's, I have to be careful. Toot, toot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was I. I felt like that was enough. Like yeah. I see you. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it. You know. It well, is. I think uh, Joe. Is there anything you want to add? No, I think this has been great. 
So uh, I think we'll wrap up this episode. This one's a little longer than most, but I think it uh, serves its purpose. And yeah. Uh, anything you want to add, Bill? Uh, no. Uh, happy house hunting. Um, and uh, I think we touched on a, just a touch a little bit early in the podcast or the previous podcast. Can't remember <laughs> what. But um, you guys were very kind uh, at your introduction, but it is important for people to understand that you two do pay more attention to your, your clients than other agents that I work with. So I, I, I'm kind of the bee that goes to all the flowers. Yeah. So I get to see a lot of different agents and how they interact. And your people come more prepared yeah. uh, to the inspection. And I think they can absorb the information better uh, because of it. That's pretty cool. Well, thanks, Bill. Mm-hmm. We appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me out. And thanks for stopping by the garage. All right. All right. All right.